Hey there, everyone. I'm sorry for the sound quality right now. I promise it's temporary and not the entire episode. Before we get started, I just have one small favor to ask you. I've been writing this newsletter for about two months now, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly where to take it, what the right release cadence is, and stuff like that. I need your help. I have a short five-question survey that will take you two minutes to fill out, but would help me tremendously. You can find it at surveillance.today survey. That's surveillance.today survey. Can't wait to hear from you. This is Surveillance Today. No bullshit news about modern surveillance. Yesterday in Surveillance Today, I highlighted a lawsuit filed in California by a coalition of activists. They're suing Thomson Reuters for selling utility records without consumers' knowledge. Last month, the Washington Post reported that ICE was using these records to track down and detain undocumented individuals. In yesterday's piece, I included an excerpt from a conversation I had with one of those activists who is also an attorney listed in the suit, Albert Fox Kahn. Albert is the founder and executive director of the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project and based in New York City. You're about to listen to our conversation in its entirety where we discuss the legal strategy, why the suit is important to our Fourth Amendment rights, and what kind of legislation could help fix the problem. All right, let's get to the interview. Albert, I'm super grateful that you were that you were willing to take the time. Um, I'm conscious of your time, so we'll, we'll get we'll jump right into it if that's okay. Of course. Uh, just wanted to ask you um, just a few questions about the suit that you filed against Thomson Reuters yesterday. Um, can you put the legal strategy and argument into into simple terms? Of course. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. And you know, in terms of this lawsuit, it's actually a little more complicated. So we filed it with our co-counsel at Justice Catalyst, Gibbs Law, and Gupta Wessler back in December. But we mm. weren't actually advertising it to the public. We weren't highlighting it to the press until uh, after it was more recently removed to federal court. This gets into some of the complexities of uh, state versus federal and all of that. But basically, what the lawsuit is trying to do is leverage California common law uh, and this you know right of publicity, this right to own the monetization of your own likeness. And, and, and the simplest thing way of thinking about it is you know if they put you know michael jordan's face on a box of wheaties they have to pay him for it they have to compensate him for taking his likeness and using it but what we're seeing is that you know uh, according to our complaint clear the service that's uh used by thomson reuters is allegedly taking you know lots of people's photos are taking our utility records, taking our credit records, taking all of these data points from our lives, really intimate, invasive information and selling it to not just law enforcement, not just ICE, but even private companies. And it's really violating that sort of uh, that principle that someone else shouldn't be able to profit off of your likeness without your consent. How how does that um, is it different in is it is your legal argument enhanced by the California Consumer Privacy Act at all or not really? So, 
So this is something that actually predates the California Consumer Privacy Act. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's been some great, uh, you know, headway made in protecting privacy in California. We've seen, you know, Cal ECPA being used. We've seen uh, CCPA, you know, starting to come into its own. But really, the claims here largely are going back to much older principles, much older principles of who owns your likeness, your your information. And and it's trying to update those common law principles for the 21st century. And I, th I think that, you know, when you take a step back and look at so many of the vendors out there that are scraping our data and selling it, it really is absurd that we've allowed this sort of invasive model to flourish. Interesting. So that that's what, um, was there a particular reasoning for filing in California then, if not the CCPA? Yeah, because of this California sort of uh, common law protection that, you know, the California law is its own separate beast. Uh, you right. know, we, I, <laughs> for every one sort of uh, law that's different, that's top of mind, there are a hundred on the books that are very different. There's also, we also brought a um, claim under section uh, 17-200, the unfair competition law <clears throat> in California, which is one of the strongest in the country. And, and there's so many different factors that come into play when thinking about where, where to file. Um, the other thing is we've seen some bad case law from the federal courts trying to push back against, you know, nationwide class actions uh, under these state laws. And, and I think the those should exist. I think those should be permitted. But, you know, just to file the strongest case we could, we, we limited this to a class of California residents. But I, I can't wait till there's similar federal laws or state laws in every state that let us, you know, protect everyone's privacy. So um, on, on that note, let's uh, the, the Post reported yesterday that that Senator Wyden plans on introducing um, federal legislation. It, it looks like his his bill. I mean, we don't know, we don't have a ton of details because that hasn't been presented yet. But according to what he's told the Post, um, it, essentially, it will outlaw law enforcement obtaining a warrant through commercial. Uh, sorry, obtaining data through commercial sources without a warrant. Um, is that the type of legislation that you're referring to that you'd like to see, or is it much more expansive than that? So I think that's a huge part of it. Um, so, um, you know, our this lawsuit is much broader than just the law enforcement piece. But, you know, the law enforcement piece, you know, outside of, of that case is, is something I focus on day in, day out uh, on the policy level. Uh, I helped author and introduce the first bill in the country that would ban law enforcement purchases of location data. It's a bill pending here in New York uh, that, you know, we hope will, you know, make it illegal for, for the police to come in and buy up this really invasive data sets and also ban uh, new types of warrants that we think are completely inappropriate, like geofence warrants, which try to obtain all the location data for everyone in a specified area, or keyword search warrants, which we only learned about last year. These are warrants that say, give us the name of everyone who searched for the following phrase or the following address or the following information. But, you know, the common thread here between our, our bill in New York um, that was introduced by Dan Quart and Zelnor Myrie and uh, Senator Wyden's fantastic legislation is this idea that you shouldn't be able to buy your way around the Fourth Amendment, right? Because right now, our, 
you know, our, our Fourth Amendment jurisprudence, this was written in the 18th century. It never contemplated this world where police, if they got denied a warrant application, could simply go to a data broker and, and buy the information they wanted instead. <clears throat> and the way our... <clears throat> Sorry about that. No worries. The way our legal system is set up, you know, if the police want to come to you directly and seize your data, you know, oftentimes they need a warrant or a subpoena. You know, there is that sort of check as, you know, flimsy as it can be. But when they want to get that data from some from someplace else, they can just buy it a lot of the time. And, and, you know, we've seen really grotesque examples of this. We saw the U.S. Air Force buying the location data for 90 million users of a popular Muslim prayer time app. Mm -hmm. They could never have gotten a warrant to compel the production of 90 million people's information, but they could just go out and pay for it. And we have no idea how often this is happening in American policing. We know it's happening, but we just, there's no reporting on it. So there's no way to know if it's happening every day, every week, or even, you know, multiple times a day. And we don't know if they're, if law enforcement are purchasing data sets in just in the thousands, or if they're continuing to purchase data in the tens and tens of millions. I mean, the Thomson Reuters, who we sued, you know, there was great research from Georgetown Center on Privacy and Technology last week, I believe, where they highlighted that um, clear, the same tool we were, were suing over, that they they were selling utility records to ICE. So that, you know, ICE could use the fact that you signed up for a phone line in order to deport you or your family. It's just, it's nightmarish and it has to stop. Interesting. On, on uh, that's a nice segue into into Clear. Where, how involved were you in investigating the what data Clear had on your on your your clients? Uh, when it gets to the specifics of the litigation, I, I have to be a little. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 I have to be a bit high level, but what I would say is I, I was very deeply involved in evaluating the information we could obtain to to really understand the harm this was posing to our clients. And what would, if you if you can, what would you say is the most notable thing that you found about Clear in your investigation? Well, let me just speak in general terms about what's yeah. been reported by others. So, you know, we've seen reporting that, you know, there are arrest records in this database. We've seen reporting that there are photos of people that could be run through facial recognition in this database. We've seen reporting that there's potentially other biometric data. We've seen reporting that there are, you know, you know, credit history, job history, location history, and, and you know, Without getting into specific information that was there about our clients, one thing to keep in mind is, you know, maybe depending on who you are, maybe that doesn't sound so frightening, but imagine if you're someone with an order of protection because you're getting death threats. Imagine you're someone who, you know, is constantly scared for your safety. That That's not a abstract. That uh, That is the reality for one of our clients who has 
you know, constant security concerns because mm-hmm. of the death threat she receives. A- and yet, even though she's paying to scrub this information from the internet, she's paying services to prevent her personal data from getting out there. You still have a service like clear that's profiting from selling that same exact data. Uh, um, and that's something that I think is completely, completely at odds with even the most uh, basic guarantees of, of privacy. Is there anything reasonable that, um, that somebody can do to avoid being in clear's database that's the thing i haven't seen a real way to to meaningfully opt out of it i haven't Mm -hmm. seen a way to remove your data effectively there are some forms on the website but i believe many of them require you to submit you know government photos uh, government id as part of your Mm -hmm. request giving them even more information as part of a process purportedly designed to remove that information and so it it it, it's this is why we need stronger privacy laws and the litigation because you know even if there is a a great way to opt out by navigating to some really obscure page and clicking a bunch of forms that's not meaningful privacy protections. We need mm-hmm. this to be something that is there by default for all Americans, not something that only is um, you know available to those who invest huge amounts of some uh, huge amounts of time in, in finding some obscure uh, little form. Right. So overall, how do you expect the suit to turn out? Uh, I feel like uh, lawyers learn very early on (laughs) that you can't make predictions, but I think the facts here are very compelling. I think the law here is quite clear. And I think that, you know, I'm really hopeful that that this will have a a really substantial impact in, in both protecting our clients, protecting Californians, and, you know, hopefully laying the foundation for for more work um, uh, against the you know other uh, data brokers um, who are doing similar things. I mean, you know, the scary part is that this is such a profitable industry. There's so many people that are are in in this uh, um, that are in this field that it's really it's not really um, we uh, possible to one by one, uh, you know it. it Sorry, uh, let me rephrase. There's so many uh, firms in this field that you know we need some really sweeping and comprehensive action to to address the scope of the harm that's being done. Interesting. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, that's that's really all the questions that I had for for you um, today. I really I really appreciate you coming coming on and and giving us some some of your time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hit stop on the recording unless there's anything else that you would like to, to, to add. I uh, just want to ask those who are interested in learning more, please check out the, uh, uh, the surveillance technology oversight project or stop at stopspine.org. We're doing a bunch of other, uh, litigation work, a bunch of other, um, legislative work and really trying to push back against the expansion of, of the digital surveillance state. Yeah, and throw, um, for those of you not aware, he's got a fantastic podcast called Surveillance in the City. Um, highly recommend. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for being a listener. Yeah, it's a, I, I love it. So thank you so much.
And that was Surveillance Today. If you enjoyed it, there are three easy ways to support the show. Tell your friends and family about it. Visit surveillance.today to subscribe and get every edition directly to your inbox. And buy some merch at store.surveillance.today. Thanks for listening.